It's all of these things that together create the opportunities. Like I say, be prepared to get lucky. So when the tap on the shoulder comes, know how you're going to convert into making money. Because unless you write the great American novel or you write the competition to the e-myth, you make your money back on it is what you're going to do. Can writing a book help elevate you and your business? Let's find out with Luann Nigera. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, helping home professionals, industry influencers, and creatives accelerate their business through an improved social media presence by translating digital influence into physical success. Whether your focus is interior design, travel and tourism, or hospitality, this is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am joined by the soulless ginger, the nag, Natalie Power Washing Graff. Natalie, how the hell are you? Oh, I've been power washing. I love my name. All day. Isn't it so satisfying? It is very satisfying when you see all that grime come off and then you just slowly go back and forth. It was way overdue. Oh my God. I'm an old lady and I'm menopausal. My bones are brittle. <laughs> and a frog jumped on me and I about died. Oh my God. And you're deathly afraid of frogs. I hate frogs. I'm sorry I missed that. I know. You didn't hear me scream. <laughs> I did not hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have screamed just a tiny bit. I swear there's been times where Natalie and I have both been outside working in the yard, gardening, just doing our own thing. And I've heard like a scream, like murder, murder across the yard. And I could swear in my head, I'm seeing someone coming at Natalie with an axe. This was it. She was dead. And I go over and I find her and she's perfectly fine. And what happened? A lizard ran across my foot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was tormented as a child. Uh, with snakes. I'm tormented as an adult, but that's yeah, another well, story. They used to hold me down and try to put a snake on me. Are you serious? They did. That's awful. And when I was two years old, I was told that this is probably why I'm so afraid of them is my uncles let me hold this snake and I held it and then I squeezed it and it bit me. And yeah, <laughs> and then I was held down as a very young child and they would try to put the snake on me because they knew that I was completely <gasps> petrified. That's awful. I ended up, you know, oh kicking their ass because I was always bigger than them, but... <laughs> It took a couple of them to get me down. But yeah, so reptiles and I, I just, I don't care for them. You know, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense now. It does, right? I'll try not to make as much fun of you. Okay. Well, you know, you know I would okay. never do that to you. And I never have. No, I take care of the roaches and you take care of the reptiles. And the possums and the raccoons and... Yeah, I don't like any of that. You know, I just... <sighs> Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Jethro. You know, the whole reason I got into the interior design business and even podcasting, really... If you go to think about it, it's because of our guest today, the goat, the greatest of all time. You know, and I've told her this many times that mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I should thank her or hug her or, <laughs> or tell kill her. her. To, yeah, tell her to go away. <laughs> I'm not really sure. So, yes, I still will never forget the time that you were like, oh, my God, Luann reached out to me and I'm going to be on her podcast and I'm blah, blah, blah. And you were so nervous. Now she's just a friend. Now it's just, oh, that's just Luann. Well, Luann has an amazing podcast. I'm sure you guys have all heard. It's called A Well-Designed Business and it's about business business and behind the scenes and business experts for the interior design industry. And it's award-winning, renowned, a billion downloads a month. She is seriously the number one interior design podcaster in that genre. And my muse, really. She's what gave me the education, the strength, the courage to get started with my interior design business. And I'll forever be grateful. And guess what? I believe you wrote a chapter in her new book. I wrote a chapter in her new book, The Power Talk Friday Experts Volume 2. Did you ever think that three years ago when we started this journey that you would have written a chapter in Luann's book when you pretty much idolized Luann? 
Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, kind of. Not that specific, but I had visions, right? I have visions of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And that's another episode altogether, but I think that that's important to have that mindset. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I really enjoyed writing that chapter. And of course, it's all about social media marketing and how it can help you and your bottom line as an interior designer. But for those of you, for that one out there in the audience who's unaware of who the hell Luann Nagara is, let me tell you all about her. Luann Nagara is the host of a well-designed business podcast and the co-owner of Windowworks, a window treatment and awning retailer located in New Jersey. Luann has authored two books so far, this third one's coming out, The Making of a Well-Designed Business and a Well-Designed Business, The Power Talk Friday Experts, Volume 1. Luann is now in the process of launching her third book, A Well-Designed Business, The Power Talk Friday Experts, Volume 2, her podcast has been named an Architectural Digest as a favorite by interior designers. With over 30 years of business experience, Luann is a sought-after keynote speaker who is passionate about helping designers be better business owners and leaders. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Luann Nigera to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Luann Nagara. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast again. How the hell are you? I'm just laughing and smiling, thinking about that I'm back here with you two crazy wingnuts. So yes, I'm great, and I'm delighted to be here. We're delighted to have you, the GOAT of all time for Interior Design-Based Business Podcast, my muse and the person that got me started in this whole design crap. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, Luann. I'm not sure if I should be talking to you right now or not. <laughs> you know that you are super impressed with Darla has created both as a designer and as a podcaster, so don't tell me you're not happy. Sorry, right, hush your mouth. She drugged me along, though. I'm supposed to like be out in the boat and fishing and not this bull****. But whatever. This part is true. I can't, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luann, of course, we have you back on our podcast because you have an exciting announcement. And we did tell the Wingnuts listening a little bit about it in the intro here, but there is another. Luann book coming out. Tell us all about it. Well, this is going to be the second volume of A Well-Designed Business, The Power Talk Friday Experts. And you guys, Wingnut Social, are in this chapter. And, you know, this is just the amazingness of the podcast of having all of these Power Talk Friday people coming on and teaching us their wisdom and their tips and their strategies. And, you know, everybody, different people consume things different ways. And of course, it's also fun to listen to the podcast of the particular co-author and then to really give you as that expert in the field, Darla and Nat, to really just think about your thoughts and what do you want to put because you take a little more care when you know it's going to be in writing and you know it's going to be in a book. And so it's just an extra layer of value for all of our designer colleagues out there to really up their game in their interior design business. Luann, I have to ask you, since I have a chapter in the book, does that make me a published author now? Yes, it does. As of November 12th, it will. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to break out the champagne. So, Luann, having you on the show this time, it's going to serve a couple purposes, right? It's going to let the wingnuts listening know about this amazing book that's coming out. The first one and the second one were terrific. But I also have a little bit of a selfish motivation here. And then I've had it in the back of my brain to write a book as well. You know, when I get a little bit more experience in some stories under my belt. So we wanted to dive in today and dig in and see what in the hell we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what made you first start to think about writing a book? And we're going to go into how that's helped you as a speaker, how that's helped affect your bottom line. And if anyone out there is on the fence thinking, maybe, you know, I have a lot to say, I have a lot to add. I wonder if I should write a book. So are you ready to dive in? Sure, sure. Let's just go back to the first book really quick and tell me what you were thinking around that first 
epic tome. You've probably heard me tell the story before how when I started the idea to do the podcast in the summer of 2015, that by October of 2015, I had to sit the VIN man down with my business proposal, right? And I had said, so I'm, look, I'm in talking about this. I've been planning. I've been getting up at 5.30, 6 o'clock every morning and working on it for two or three hours before I go to window works every day. And I'm ready. I have the plan on what this podcast will be, what I think it will do, and how I'm going to make it a business. And so there were many, many ways that I had considered and intended that I would monetize the podcast because we both know that you do the podcast actually for free. That's the gift to the world and to the person listening, right? But it costs a lot of money to produce a podcast. The back end is a lot of money. So the thing is, I have often said there was like these 26 ways because I had to put out all the expenses that I think it would take to put the podcast out. And then I had to show him all the ways that I thought that it could earn money. And I always had books on there. There was always Always books. I I had the vision for three particular books. The first was the book that I wrote. Right. The second was the Power Talk Friday book. Except that what's funny is I expected to write that book myself. And so I come out of the gate and after you know five or six months, I'm like, Luann, get started writing on the book. And it was I really started it that first summer. And so I get that book out and I put that in the world. And now I said, okay, now you know you got to write this book, the Power Talk Friday book. Okay. So I start to write it, Darla. And I started to think about all the outstanding guests that had been on the show in that past, probably at that point, the show was on about 13 months, 12 months, something like that. And I start to think, oh, well, who's lessons do I really want to highlight? What would be the through line on the book? And I said, you know, that's too big of a thought. Just take somebody that really impressed you, that taught you a huge lesson after all the years in business. I'm still learning lessons every day and just start to write a chapter. And then when it's together, you'll figure out the order. Well, Darla and Nat, I started like maybe with Fred Burns and I was like, you know, this, you're only, this is such a significant thing, right? And so I started to write about it and Almost every third sentence, I kept thinking to myself, is this okay for me to say, Fred said this, Fred said that? It just was funny because it felt like, well, do I have to send this to Fred and say, Fred, do you approve of way I've interpreted your lesson on the show? And I thought, that's going to be crazy tedious and that's insanity. And so finally, I just realized well, why don't I ask Fred to say what Fred said? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Why am I going to sit here? Because the thing was, I could say, I came to a decision. It took me uh, several weeks, but I finally came to the decision that the book was either my personal learning from what somebody said, or it was going to be that expert teaching their learning again in this more structured format. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, book number one, right? So you're you're going into the power talk and having the experts writing the chapters, right? But before we get into that, which we are definitely going to get into, what I want to know is from the first book, what impact has that had on your business and on your status as a thought leader and ROI? And then we're, we'll dive in to the format of this because it's genius. It's brilliant. We are going to get into that. But tell me about that. Writing your own book definitely is a game changer. There's no question. I can tell you that at this point, four and a half years in, every single speaking engagement 
I have had, which is probably 50 plus, I have never once pitched myself for the engagement. It literally opened the door. All of a sudden, here's ASID National, here's this, here's that, here's, you know, okay, do this, do that. From places and areas and parts of the industry that I had not known somebody. And nobody said, hey, you wrote a book, so I want you to speak. But I, to your point, though, I think that it does say, oh, there's something else happening here. And of course, look, if you're Darla Powell Interiors and you're an interior designer and you're doing major luxury design or you're really successful, that's your other level of credibility. But for me, I'm a window treatment person doing a podcast. And the thing is, my niche, my credibility is business. So I'm not saying, hey, I'm schooled, I'm educated, I'm talented on design. I'm saying I'm coming to you world, interior design world, as a business expert. And so having that book was like, oh, maybe she actually is a business expert. Oh, she actually has run a business for 30 plus years. And here's her lessons that she's learned from it. And I can take this book and I can follow these lessons. And so I do think it opened a lot of doors. And it, it what it is, it opened the door that I didn't have to go and knock on. Okay. So how do you think that the book elevated? That's the word. I knew it started with an E because the podcast, super runaway hit the interior design space, terrifically cementing you as a thought leader in the space. And you would think, or most people would think, man, that's, you know, that's got to be enough on its own. So what do you think it is about the book that separated that and took it up and elevated your speaking gig status and elevated you as a thought leader to that next level? I just think that there's this crazy idea out there that it's harder to write a book than it is to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't written a book, so I think that could be true. Yeah, but let's break that down into the Amish style here. What's the process like? The Amish style. Hey, I like it. For any new listeners, Natalie is legit Amish. Hey, so, okay, go now. So like, What's the process like? Did you just, hey, let's start writing on a piece of paper or what? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, break Did you take this a chisel simple. to a rock? <laughs> yeah, you know, the caveman. Right. Well, for me, I don't know what anybody else's process is. I will tell you the process that works for me is that for me at heart, I'm a storyteller. So whether I am in person with you or I'm on stage or I am on the podcast or I am in the written word, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm, I'm going to make an analogy to something. I'm like, you know, me with my sports analogies and my restaurant analogies or I, that happened to me and this is what happened. So that's the core of how I communicate information is uh, tell you what I want you to know. And then I give you a little story that expresses that idea, that lesson, that concept, that thing. And so when I went to do the book, I actually went backwards because I knew I wanted the book to be full of stories because a story to me is what keeps you turning the page, right? And I also knew that the world didn't necessarily need another legitimate serious, you know, e-myth book. Okay. And I'm not the girl to produce that. It's not my MO. I am a big picture thinker and I was not going to sit there and really say, oh, let me have a chapter on marketing and I should have statistics and I should do this. And I should say, well, 42% of the, it's not my gig. I'm not that girl. I'm a big picture thinker. I want you to know how marketing mattered to my business. What did I do? And what was the result of it? You want to know how to actually do the statistics and the numbers and how much money you should invest? Go get one of those serious books. So my book is a combination of 
like just letting you know, if you have the glimmer of wanting to be an entrepreneur in you, this is the legitimate journey of an entrepreneur and you can do it. And so how I started Darla in that was instead of saying, well, what do I want you to know about being in business and what are the tenants? I went backwards and I literally made a list of like two pages worth of what I thought were funny stories from my lifetime, maybe poignant stories from my lifetime, maybe hard lessons of my lifetime, just any story that I thought was a good story. And because I am a storyteller, whether I'm with my family, I'm on stage, whatever it is, I was like, what stories do I tell that land? And so then I made a list of all those stories. And then I said, can I put a business lesson around that story? Like this is really like behind the curtain because I literally went the other way. And so when I thought about my president's story that I tell a lot, I was like, what did I really learn from that? What happened? What was the result? And so then I was like, boom, this is, you know, you have to know your mission, vision, value. And then what happened was I would connect it back to the actual process of having been part of building a business for three plus decades. And then when I was done, what I did is again, and I didn't require myself to know where the book would go. I literally, just fully wrote the story, wound up into the business lesson in whatever it was. And then I had 12 chapters. And then I looked at them and I said, what's a through line here? Where's the beginning? Where's the middle? And then like, I think three of the chapters, maybe I had 14 chapters and like four of the chapters. I'm like, these don't fit. Because when I got done, I realized that the bulk of the book really spoke to a brand new entrepreneur, or in my mind, an entrepreneur who had been running a business for five, 10 or 15 years and was doing what I always say is money laundering. You're making money. <laughs> it's going in, it's going out and you never have any left over. Because I know when you do a business that many years and you're quote unquote, think you're running a business, if you're not keeping money back and you're not improving your life and you're not making profit, then you're missing a step. And so when I looked at all the chapters I had written, there were three or four chapters that were like next level lesson. And, but there was that core 10 chapters that were really that basic. If you don't get these right, it's like, you know, skipping a step. So I had to put those aside and they live in my computer and one day maybe I'll use them. Right. So that's how I wrote the first book. You said it was a game changer. The book was a game changer. It's getting you tons of speaking gigs. You know, you're super uber, uber popular, famous and all that stuff. Has the book conversely helped your podcast reach? Are they finding the book aside from your podcast? Okay, that's interesting. So let's dig into that a little bit. So the podcast is leading people to the book more so than the book is leading people to the podcast. I would think so. And it's funny because I often, you know, now that we are in the last final days of edit with the book that you're in with me, I can't tell you how many times the publisher will say to me, oh, well, for best practices for searchability on Amazon and for best practice, I'm like, look, nobody's buying this book that doesn't listen to my podcast. This is not a New York <laughs> Times bestseller. We are not <laughs> expecting people to find this. This and, and the thing is, they would be like, oh, I don't think you should just refer to the industry in your book. You have to describe it. Or you know how I say the thing is, and I've got, and they're like, this is not proper English. I'm like, I'm talking to my listeners. I am not talking. If somebody picks this book up somehow, some way that's never heard of the podcast and they don't get it, I don't care. That's fine. You know, (laughs) we had the same thing when they were reaching back to us with edits. I'm like, yeah, no, this is how I talk. (laughs) That's right. That's right. This is like the Mandalorian. This is the way. This is the wingnut way. That's right. That's exactly right. 
All right. So your books, all three of them, and we are going to get into the genius of what you've done with the Power Talk Friday books. Don't worry. I have not forgotten about that. Are all self-published, right? Yes. Self-published. Yes. That's a huge thing now. Natalie and I went to PodFest in March of this year and they had like at least two booths set up with here's how to self-publish. Here's how to do books. So this is definitely, definitely a thing to help establish yourself as a thought leader. Tell me a little bit about the just the steps there. If someone is listening and saying, okay, that's great. I think I have a book in me. I have some advice. I have a podcast or I have a business, I could be a thought leader. Let me do a book. Where did they look? Where did they even begin to start? Well, of course, I found mine through other podcasts. So I found mine through other business podcasts. We use book launchers for this book. And I heard Julie on someone else's podcast. Actually, I'm, you know what? Let me correct myself. Julie heard about my podcast, I want to say through Interview Connections. And that's Julie who? Julie Broad, who is the owner of Book Launchers, oh, okay. the publishing company I'm using for this book. But she was recommended to be on my podcast. And when I interviewed her, I liked her. And then I asked her after off air, I interviewed her again for, you know, doing the book. And then I chose to go with her company. Cool. Okay. Did they pretty much handle all the moving parts then? You just give her the material, they edit it, and then they put it out on Amazon, bada bing, bada boom, you're a millionaire? Yes and no. For me, because I have the nine of you in it, there's a lot more moving parts that Lisa on my team handles. But, you know, if you were just writing your own book, it's you delivering your deliverables, you know. And the other thing is, too, is there's different book publishing companies out there, sub-publishing companies, and the services are all different. So you could not be a confident writer. Writer and you could say, I don't really want to write the book. I want to talk it to somebody and then have them write it. Or so for me, like they don't change my words. Any one of us could have had a ghost writer to write our content. But for all of us, it's our words and our sentences and our editing is strictly to grammar, punctuation, that sort of a thing. But uh, there are other levels of it. But for me, if I, and, and this is what I say to them all the time, my audience listens to me speak. I'm going to write like I'm talking to them. Stop changing my words. 100% because that's your brand. Absolutely. You have to. Okay. So now let's get into the genius of the self-publishing that is other selves. <laughs> <laughs> so your first book was all the, the Luann Nigara show, right? And so now we have the Power Talk Friday book, book number two, book number three, which is the best because I'm in it, right. where exactly. all, of your power, <laughs> all your Power Talk Friday experts take a little chapter and, and put on their area of expertise in the book. Like, for example, I'm doing underwater basket weaving. <laughs> no, we're doing social media marketing. Hello. Put two and two together. There, yeah, for sure. And it's brilliant. It is so brilliant because Luann Nagara has book number one, book number two, book number three, but book number two and book number three were 80% written by other people. I think you're a genius. You are so brilliant. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> you know, it really did come from what I started to tell you. And then it also is why not? You know, we're all part of this podcast. We're all part of helping every single listener that comes to the show. So I just could not wrap my brain around this is what Darla thinks is important about social media marketing. It just sounded so inauthentic. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And I didn't want to write a book that I would do in-depth 
approach to, for example, social media marketing. I know what I know, but yeah. I don't know it like you know it. So why would I say, oh, because, and it also felt very, as I was writing it, I'm like, you're really just repeating all the things you've been taught by these people. I'm like, that's gross. I don't like that. Let these people <laughs> say what they've what they've done. <laughs> and the other thing too is for me, I grew up as an athlete. I'm a team player. I like to have people around me. I like to feel like we're all rooting for the same thing, that we're headed for the same end zone. And, you know, podcasting, you sit here in the third floor of your house, you know, looking at four walls. And so this is a way that when there's a book launch, it's not just Luann stand there. It's Luann and nine great, amazing people. Like this is a fun part. So it just fits on all levels for me. And I just said, you know what, let's do it this way. I want to know about budgeting. Would you allocate to say, hey, I'm going to write a book, it's going to cost X amount of dollars, and Ooh. I'm going to write a book and it's cost X amount of dollars to market because they're two separate yeah, things. Yeah, what kind of ranges are we looking at here? You know what, we're going to go all the way there. All right. I'm going to actually share with you the actual details. So here's Ooh. what happens. The first year, I'm five months into podcasting. I said to him, it's time to start writing my book. And he's like, okay, great. So I start to investigate self-publishers. And I have the conversation with the first one, don't like them, have a conversation with another one. <laughs> and I'm good. I'm like, okay, I like these people. They seem all right. And the price for self-publishing a book at that time, four years ago, mm -hmm. was 24K. And I thought, that's a heck of a lot of money for me doing all the work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and um, But then I made some phone calls and figured out that really it wasn't out of line. And so then in true Luann fashion, I said, well, I already know that I want to do a second book. And at that point, I did think I would write the Power Talk Friday books myself. Like I said, it was on my list from 2015. And I said, so let's cut a deal for two books at once. And so that's what we did. So I negotiated a much better price. True Luann fashion. Boy, look yeah. at you. I'm telling seriously. <laughs> you are my hero. So Nat, are you setting aside 24000 right now for my book? No, you're in Luann's. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> it costs a lot less. <laughs> How have you found that the pandemic has affected the marketing and the release and the announcement of it all? I know Luann Live has been affected by that. It's coming around next year. How have you had to pivot there? That's 100% because it just kept saying, well, can we get together in real life? Can we not? Like, when can we decide that we will, we won't? And finally, a month and a half ago, we're like, okay, just call it. We can't get together in real yeah. life. It's not happening. And so then, of course, waiting until that point to call it now has created this massive rush to get it done and to get it done right with all being <laughs> virtual, you know? But if it weren't a big crazy pot, it wouldn't be my world. So whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I can attest to that. How are you marketing the book now? What's the most effective way for you? Well, right now, this is another part of the fun process of doing the co-authored book is because you've got nine other people that it, they have a vested interest in putting the information out about the book, right? So Amanda Berlin, who is also one of the co-authors in the book and her- I just did her podcast. Did you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. She's yes. great. She's a oh, really she good is. interviewer. Really good. Is she? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and of course, her superpower is PR and visibility and all of that. So she's spearheading our internal PR thing for the book. And of course, she's organizing all of the co-authors being on each other's podcasts and being doing Instagram lives and doing Facebook lives with everybody and stuff. And then we have a lot planned for the two weeks preceding the book launch, which is 
the big event, and that will be in November. And it's, you know, the whole Instagram lead up, and it's also yep. reaching out to collaborators that I have in the industry, my Doma Studio, IDS, WCAA, IWCE. Oh. You build relationships, and now, You're you know- You're a beast. Well, you know what it is? You know, you build the relationships, you do a lot of giving along the way, and when it's turned for, I could use a little help over here, then people are happy to come and help, right? Networking, networking for the win, and collaborating. Amanda and I were talking on her podcast about collaborating and the power of collaborating, and it just increases your reach exponentially. That's why I think you're brilliant, getting all the different authors and the different books, and they're all putting it out to their followers, their readers, their listeners. I'm not worthy. You're just you're just, <laughs> <You're> nut. <laughs> you're just absolutely genius. Luann, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you that you think the listeners need to hear regarding self-publishing their own book in order to elevate them in their business as being a thought leader, et cetera? The thing is to not have an unreasonable expectation of it. Like I just shared what the darn book cost to put out there, right? Now, of course, you could self-publish and actually probably do it for two grand, right? But I just heard on another podcast today, he said the phrase, and it hit me so between the eyes, you pay with whatever currency you have. So if you have time, you pay with Mm. time. If you have money, you pay with money. So you can do a self-published book for a heck of a lot less than that. But I'm paying with money. I'm like, go get it all done in the background. I show up, I give you my chapters (laughs) and I go away. Right. I love that. That's my method. Yes. Right. But the thing is, is that to understand like Vinny, honestly, he's so cute and he's so sweet and I love him and he supports me so much, but he actually has always thought that the book itself, each of them would be a moneymaker. And I'm just like, it'd be great when it breaks even stop. Because again, I'm not writing the great American novel and I'm not writing a hardcore business book. I'm writing a book to the interior design industry. It is at the same time a big industry, but it's a small industry. And I've no desire or I shouldn't say desire. I have no illusion that this book is going to have a far and wide reach. It's not my goal for the book. And so I think I've always gone into it very open-eyed. And he kept saying, no, 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 it's going to. And I'm like, whatever, dude. It is a moneymaker, Luann. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, all the speaking gigs, and I'm sure that those aren't all free speaking gigs, right? And sponsors to your show. And as a thought leader, it's an absolute moneymaker. No, no. So, but that's the thing. So, but my point in that is the book itself the actual dollar bills when somebody uh, buys the book. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All I right. See. And to that point, then you have to think about it. On my list in 2015 was be a speaker. Okay. I want to be a speaker. I want to be a 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 speaker. And Ooh, so yeah. my thing is, is if you are writing a book and you're not open to the actually the ROI of that book, being speaking engagements or coaching or doing other things, and you're thinking that the ROI is simply the book, then that's probably an unrealistic expectation. And that's what I'm trying to say. I knew that the book was just, it's all the legs of the table. It's like, okay, there's the podcast, there's the book, you know, there's the networking and the collaborations and paying it forward to anybody and everybody I can. It's all of these things that together create the opportunities. Like I say, be prepared to get lucky. So when the tap on the shoulder comes, if you don't know how you're going to convert writing a book into money, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Know okay. how 
how you're going to convert into making money. Because unless you write the great American novel or you write the competition <laughs> to the e-myth, you know, you make your money back on it is what you're going to do. So it's an excellent springboard to open up new opportunities for other avenues of making money, more so than just saying, I'm going to make a million dollars off this particular book, just by sitting in my living room, eating Haagen-Dazs and watching Star Trek and just watching the checks roll in. Right. That is a different level of writing. I'm a competent writer. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I'm not Hemingway and that's not my goal. That's the point. I've been always very clear on what my goal is. And that's the only caveat when you say, what's the one last thing? Understand (laughs) what is your goal for the book. Awesome. I love it. Luann, you've already done the What Up Wingnut round, but we do have a new question for you. Just one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Luann Nigara, if you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be? You know, Darla, this question. So I have to say, (laughs) I feel like I would be like, sometimes I'm Sophia and I think sometimes I'm Dorothy. So most of the time, probably feisty Sophia, right? And just like coming out with a thing that you didn't expect. But I definitely have a lot of Dorothy in me. And that's my inside voice that I always talk about. My inside (laughs) voice is Dorothy, where I'm lightly looking at you smiling, but inside I'm saying Dorothy stuff. (laughs) I love it. Luann, thank you again for being on the show. Please tell the wingnuts listening who haven't heard about you, which is just one, probably maybe one person (laughs) out there where they can find you and learn more about all of your awesome books. So you can just sit back and eat ice cream, watch Star Trek and watch your money roll in. (laughs) I would say go to LuannNigara.com. You can find the book there, the podcast there. You can find the events that we do there. And if you want to be involved and know what's going on with Luann Live, then just go to LuannLive.com and get on that email list because then you'll know when we launch and what we're doing and your first opportunity to get the best price on tickets. Awesome. I will say on a personal note, I did go to the live Luann Live that we had. Your first one, actually, your inaugural one. Is that how you say that? That's right. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Holy poop. All the takeaways. It was just, it was incredible. People were writing notes and it was incredibly well done, especially for your first event. It was incredibly impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're working very hard to up the bar, even though it's going to be virtual. So you know me. Everything's virtual now. No worries. No worries. It is what it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. But it's going to be cool. We're going to do a cool thing. And you'll be there for it. You'll be there for it. I will because I have a chapter in your book. Have we mentioned this? That's (laughs) right. Luann, thank you so much for joining us again. You have an amazing evening and enjoy those beautiful grandchildren. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nat. Thanks, Darla. Love you guys. Love you too. Natalie Andrew. Yes, Jethro. 24K. You know, um, it's a good thing I was sitting down when she said that. I mean, I realize that these things cost money and that you need to allocate and have a budget for that. But mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I will tell you this. I'm absolutely 100% damn sure she's made that back and more. Absolutely. But I do like that the fact that that was never her intentions of the actual book being the moneymaker, mm-hmm. but what her real ROI from that yeah. and then marketing that to her advantage. Just genius. Pretty brilliant. The way she leveraged it, the way that she uses it has probably, I'm not speaking for her probably, has made her a ton more money and just reach and exposure, speaking gigs and all that comes with that than it would be, you know, selling a book for 20 bucks here and there. Hey, if you can allocate the funds and set it aside Mm -hmm. and you really think that you have something that 
everybody needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Write your book, but know that your end game may not just be that book, but it may be Mm -hmm. all the things that come along with the book. I like the term springboard. I do like that. And I also like that she said, listen, you can self-publish a book for $2,500 if you want, or you could go the full $24,000. That's kind of like, you know, us as interior designers with our services. Listen, you can just do some consulting on the side if it's something you really want to pound out those chapters and put in the elbow grease yourself, or you can sit back with a margarita in the pool and just let us all handle it for you. I already know which way you'll go. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm the queen of delegation. Of course, I'll write it, but I don't want to have any part of the whole wheel, the whole process. Here you go, nice book people. Here's my prose. You edit it. You put it out there. Let me know how it goes. Put it on the website. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm overdue. I really should write it. Because, you know, on the Wingnut Social podcast, we have the page. We put up the speaking. Hire Darla is a speaker. Hire Darla. Yeah. Is it higher? I guess it is higher. Darla is a speaker. <laughs> oh, I could go so many different directions there, Darla. Hire Darla. No, you know, it's on the speaking page, but the book, the book, it just adds so much more. Like, wow, she's it's an gravitas. author. Yeah. Gra- Ooh. What is Ooh. Gra- Do you know what gravitas even no, means? No, it's a big word. <laughs> It, like, gives you clout. You're adorable. So, guys, make sure that you go over to LuannNigera.com. That's L-U-A-N-N-N-I-G-A-R-A.com to get in on the uh, advance of that book. I don't know if she's doing advance sales or not, but check that out because, like I said, we do have a chapter in there. Wingnut Social, Darla Powell, has a chapter in there. I'm very excited, but I'm going to be a published author. It's going to be so cool. Would you like a medal or a chest to pin it on? (laughs) You know what I love about you? are so supportive, and you you lift me up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, hey, guys. between you and Luann, I just listened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell it's called now. Find us on social at Wingnut Social. Did I say Wingnut? At Wingnut, uh, Wingnut Social. Nut, Darla, Wingnut. <laughs> on every existing social media channel in the universe. And if you need help with social media marketing for your high aesthetic brand, your luxury brand, give us a call at one eight seven seven wingnut And I think that's it for this week, Nat. Got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 1-877-WINGNUT to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. I'm going to burp. Hold on. (laughs) Guinness. All right, let's do this. I got to get back to my pressure washer. Are you thinking of launching a book to help you in your farting and then in the butts and then in the farts and then the don't? Good boy, Mango.